1: This is the Lombardi Line with
3: former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on
4: FeCEN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: So much to get to on this busy Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi, Stormy Bon and Tony with you. Because it's Wednesday, you know we're going to hit you with a why not Wednesday at the end of the hour. Some long shot betting opportunities that make you potentially want (laughs) to say why not. We also have Michael Lombardi's top five and bottom five power rated teams. We're going to look at some streaks as it pertains to this week's betting card in the NFL and a whole lot more including our good friend Harry Gagnon who joins us as always on a Wednesday. Get his cartoon version of a pick for Thursday night football speaking of Thursday night football Michael one of many games that has Mm -hmm. quarterbacks that we need to keep an eye on in this spot so Kenny Pickett is day-to-day right now apparently a game time decision officially but he says he's going to play taking on Will Levis for Thursday night football but that's not all let's just go down the line here why don't we because why don't we Jaren Hall Looks like he's going to start for the Vikings with Cousins injured. Josh Dobbs will still be there after being traded. Uh, Taylor Heineke going to start for the Falcons on the opposite side of that with Desmond Ritter being taken out. Mm, is it Matt Stafford or is it Brett Ripon with the Rams against the Packers? And then with the or Raiders. John
4: Wolford. It could be John Wolford. I mean, remember, yeah. he, was gonna, he started a playoff game for him So... Let's not forget that. Absolutely. And
5: then with the Raiders and everything that happened overnight this morning with the coaching staff being let go, and now we have Antonio Pierce coming in. Reports are that it'll be Aiden O'Connell over Jimmy Garoppolo, but we don't know that for sure. And Daniel Jones, I at least did see, according to Brian Dable, no limitations on Jones, so he's good to go with Tyrod Taylor injured. I'm like out of breath because there's so much going on at the quarterback position, and knowing me, I'm sure I missed one as well, but a hectic week for quarterbacks.
4: Right, but I, I think the, the the other significant we don't know who's starting in Cleveland. Yeah, we think it's Philip Walker, but we're not sure, right? And did you mention Taylor Heineke in yep. Atlanta? That we know that one. O'Connell must be starting because they've been very adamant about. I think one of the things that that cost McDaniel's his job was the Brian Hoyer decision. I think that's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know when you did that, you didn't give you you, you took away any hope, right? I mean, even for me, it was no hope. And I'm I'm rooting for him, right? I've, I've got a vested interest in this. but And I love Brian. But it was like you went into Chicago and you're thinking he's not going to turn the ball over when Brian, even though he's a veteran, turns the ball over. <laughs> if you play O'Connell, you might have hope. So I think that's the case. I don't know. Las, one thing about the Giants, they signed DeVito to the active roster. So instead of putting him on practice and moving him up – when you bring them up to the active roster, that means Tyrod Taylor's probably not going to dress. So once again, you're a one play away from Tommy DeVito game. Oof. And you will be getting your shine box then at that point. Remember that? So that's something to consider if you're playing the Giants. Last week, it almost bit me. I played the Giants in the Russo contest. And I pushed, but I should have won, frankly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also was lo- telling everybody, be careful. This could be a Tommy DeVito game. And it ended up being that.
5: Well, you obviously, I know that Daniel Jones has not been something to write home about when he has been on the field this season. But at least you know you're going to get more than negative net passing yards in right. a game, which is right. a positive for I the mean, against Giants. The
4: Raiders, against the Raiders, he will move the football. Because what, what, what can't the Raiders do defensively, right? This will be a good game for Daniel Jones. What can't the Raiders do defensively is they can't play fast. They can't affect the passer. Crosby can, but no one else can mm. on their team. So when Daniel Jones has time to set his feet, check the runners at first and third, and then throw the ball to home plate, he's, he looks pretty good. He looks pretty good. And he'll take all those short throws that you give him. Never averaged over seven yards per, per attempt in his career. But this is the kind of game where it sets up perfectly for him. Because it, there's no, he can get in rhythm. There's not going to be a lot of inside pressure on him. They don't speed it up. And if he stays out of third down, which he should, because the one thing the Raiders can't do, and we saw it last week with Gibbs, they have a hard time stopping the run. So you got to believe Barkley's going to have a good day. To me, I think that's why you're seeing this line. I think this line ends up flipping to the Giants okay. before the weekend's over.
5: So with people automatically, because of all the reasons you just laid out, liking the, the the Giants in this spot. How much fear would you have backing New York, knowing that other factor that we see so often when a team's coaching staff is overhauled, that guys play really, really hard for the interim guy, and that there's this leadership new cat, like they kind of catapult teams, at least in that initial game. Would that scare you?
4: It would worry you. I certainly, and look, the Raiders have, for whatever you want to say about McDaniel and, and the Ziegler administration, they played a lot of close games. I mean, you know, their margin of loss is not wasn't always high. I mean, this year they can't score points, and their defense isn't great, but they've been able to stay in the game. They've been able to play better defense. They've turned the ball over. You know, they can't stop the run, and they can't run the ball. So, you know, I do think there'll be an uplift. I do think there'll be you – know, we'll see what Pierce wants to do defensively because now he's in charge of the defense essentially because he's the head coach and now offensively we'll see what they want to do. So yeah, that would worry me a little bit too. And I think as the lines move, remember when these line when you go from favorite to dog, it favors the team the line moved away from.
5: Yeah, a reminder again for anybody that missed the opening hour. Linebackers coach Antonio Pierce has been elevated to the interim guy right now with Vegas and I don't I don't know Antonio Pierce well, but I covered him a couple of times when he was the defensive coordinator for Arizona State. Um and he is definitely a really good motivator, at least on the sideline, from what I had seen, and the way that he talks to players, guys seem to jive off of him a lot. So we'll see if maybe he can inject a little and bit of that positive energy. Playing against his energy. former team,
4: Stormy. Yep, he's playing against his former, former giant. Team, so. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of motivation in in his sure. in his mind.
5: So let's go then with that. Like, let's play off of the Raiders and Giants, because both of them in your updated power rankings that you put together with just exclusively numbers based, both of them in your bottom five. What you have right now from the bottom up, the Bears are in last, followed by the Arizona Cardinals, the Giants, Panthers and Raiders in that order.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, it, the one thing we know for sure is is the, these teams that we have in the bottom have a lot to do with the quarterbacking position, right? Now, Bryce Young played better last week, and we have them, you know, they're back in the bottom five because of the numbers, but they finally played better defense. And so the Raiders, their numbers offensively continue to not get better. The Giants, I mean, it's hard to get their numbers there where they are. Arizona has been consistent, and so is Chicago. So to me, the bottom is pretty much like we need a quarterback. Denver's not in the bottom because they've actually played better defensively the last few weeks. You know, Pittsburgh's not in the bottom because they still can turn the ball over. New England, you know, defensively. I think that's the key because if you can't really – both all these teams in the bottom are bad on both sides of the ball. They're not great. The Gi- like the Giants have played better defensively, but their numbers aren't great defensively. You know, Arizona, not good on both sides of the ball. Chicago, same thing.
5: Poor Carolina. They finally get a win. They're giving game balls to Bryce Young and Eddie Pinheiro and Thomas Brown. And then they're, uh uh-uh, we're putting you back there in the bottom five, my guys. Sorry about it. How about we go to the top, though? Because I thought this was interesting, too. Despite the Kansas City Chiefs having their roughest performance of the year, really, to this point, losing to the Denver Broncos and Patrick Mahomes turning the ball over like crazy, they are still the top-rated team.
4: Yeah, I mean, by the numbers they are, Philly's really moved up. You know, Baltimore's moved up as well. San Francisco's moved down, and Dallas moved up slightly. Right? I mean, they're they're kind of they're, when I say move up, I'm talking about their their power ranking numbers correct. as I look at them. You know, the team that I think I'm not the team that started so slow, and I don't have their numbers correct is Cincinnati because the number you almost have to like you got to throw the Denver game out against Miami in your numbers, and you got to throw pretty much the beginning of the season numbers out for Cincinnati because of how bad they were early, right? Mm-hmm. How bad they were early. You almost have to throw those numbers away. So you got to kind of have to just adjust them and see what you're doing. Detroit's still good. And then Seattle's numbers for not being as explosive as they need to be on offense, they have not played well. The, I mean, excuse me, Seattle has played well. Their numbers are good.
5: The Bengals who you referenced there, obviously they, they start the season one and three, Joe Burrow's compromise doesn't look like himself. Now they've won four of their last five, riding three straight, come out of the bye looking refreshed. How different does the mobility factor for Joe Burrow make this team? Because he, when he can run for first downs and get you the yards you need to get and extend a play, I feel like that just changes so much for, for Cincinnati.
4: Yeah, I, I think to me, his movement, his rhythm, his toughness, right and the ability that he can make throws down the field you know he tilts the field there's no question about that and because he tilts the field it's very challenging to to deal with right that you got a hard time trying to handle him because he is really really so talented and these receivers kind of graduate gravitate towards him so for me i think there's no doubt that you know this cincinnati line it's moved back to buffalo but I think the best is yet to come for yeah. Cincinnati. I really do. I've been wrong on Cincy, and I've had to adjust my numbers. Like I didn't see that performance last week coming the way it did.
5: Michael, me too. I, I was the one that was like, why are we playing Joe Burrow at all? But maybe he needed to just work his way out of the calf injury, and that's what he wanted to be there for his team. So credit him for knowing his body best and what he's done now. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Michael, because I know these are your top five teams based on your numbers. Where you sit right now, who's the best team in the NFL based on eye tests and all the other things?
4: Uh, I still think the Chiefs are the best team because if Mahomes corrects, and we talked about it yesterday, some of the numbers—if he—if they stop dropping passes, their defense is good. I still think it's filling and, and 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 the Chiefs and the Ravens are close, depending on how Lamar plays.
5: Gotta get somebody other than Travis Kelsey to be a dynamic pass catcher in Kansas City. Okay, great stuff with the top five and bottom five. Lombardi's list, check it off the list. We're going to step aside here take a quick break, but I'm so excited for when we return, because every week we look forward to it. The cartoon. The cartoon Thursday night football selection from Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas sportsbook supervisor. He has also been hitting at a ridiculous rate with these teasers in the NFL so excited to get his perspective coming up next and what will the theme of the cartoon be I'm going in blind guys I don't know I don't know
4: this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is
2: Follow The Global Story from the BBC, wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is The Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on vSEN, the
4: sports betting network.
5: Don't forget, on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly, plus all customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS, V-E-G-A-S, when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Michael Lombardi and Stormy Bonantoni with you here on the Lombardi Line, and before we welcome in our wonderful friend, Harry Gagnon, host of the Mm -hmm. Against All Odds podcast, let's Take a listen slash watch to the cartoon of the week for this Thursday night football pick. Michael and I are going in blind, so we're seeing it for the first time just like you. Fire it away.
3: Harry here. In high school, I played quarterback and also a lot of nickelback. But today, let's play money back. Here's my pick. I'm going to take the Titans getting three and a half and King Henry to pound the Steelers and break my streak. Bank on it like me sleeping through my first alarm clock. (laughs) Looks like Harry wound up on top again.
5: Oh, my spleen. Every week, every week, they deliver, Harry. Welcome in. How are you? (laughs)
3: Hey, what's up, guys? I know, like I said, I would, you know, we gotta have the cartoon ready. It's three and a half. I know it's down to like three, even two and a half places. But we, we gotta get a winner here, Stormy. We gotta get a winner. We've been had some. We've had some unbelievable bad luck, you know, with uh, a half a point here, a point there. So let's get a winner on uh, Thursday.
4: Love it. So other than Tennessee, well, tell me why you like Tennessee in this one.
3: Well, uh, you know what, guys? I, I like Tennessee here. Pickett says he's playing. What, uh, which might not be a good thing for pittsburgh uh the Steelers are extremely fortunate i think to be four and three after seven games the 31st in the league um in total yards per game and the 30th in yards against um all three losses for pittsburgh have been by double digits and their four wins have been by just a total of 23 points um tennessee is still hanging around at three and four and we saw some uh, some A nice game by Will Levis last week with four touchdowns, three going to DeAndre Hopkins, um, who's not uh, dead yet. Finally saw something out of him uh, so far this season. And uh, I think we're going to see Derrick Henry uh, get a nice dose of him, too. Pittsburgh 27th versus the run this season. Henry had his first 100-yard game last week in a month. I think the Titans win this game in a close one, low scoring, kind of. I like the Titans, 20-17. to 17.
5: Yeah, and for anybody that missed it, Kenny Pickett, of course, went out with a rib injury against the Jaguars. Mitch Trubisky ends up coming in, but Pickett, despite being officially a game-time decision, he did say, to your point, Harry, that he he's going to go out there and try it. So, barring anything crazy happening, he should go out there and start. But you mentioned Will Levis and how he was able to connect with DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think what we saw from Levis in his debut is something that he can replicate and continue or do you have a little bit of fear ever that you know you have tape on the rookie now and how that can be for the Steelers defense
3: yeah that could be you know that could be a situation there I mean it was a spectacular performance again against Atlanta last week at Levis and you know you got to watch out for Watt and the Steelers defense but again it hasn't been the greatest is what we've seen uh, this year and in the past history um, from Pittsburgh they've been kind of soft and a lot of times It's been because their offense hasn't been producing a lot of points and keeping the uh, you know keeping the defense off the field gets them tired late in the third, early in the fourth. So uh, this situation here with the Titans again three and four, um, Pittsburgh four and three, fortunate four and three. I think the Titans are three and four, getting points here. I think they can hang here, and I even think they can win this game. What
4: what what's our favorite teaser of the week? Because I know that's kind of where we always love to go to, Harry.
3: Yeah, look, I've hit two in a row with you guys. I've hit three in my last four. How about this one, guys? I'm going to take first. The Dolphins in Germany, up to nine and a half against Kansas City. Uh, I think it's a bigger game for Miami. The Cheetah-Tyree kill will uh, be ready for versus his former team. Uh, Miami's offense just too, too good. They're just better than Kansas City's. Miami, in their six wins, are averaging 30 nine points per game that's crazy and they're six wins 39 points per game kansas city has wide receiver issues uh they lead the league in drops so i think in a game like this in germany i'm gonna take the dolphins up to plus nine and a half against kansas city i actually kind of think uh the wrong team is favored in this game so dolphins plus nine and a half with how about this one the new york giants and the las vegas raiders under 44 and a half from 37 and a half up to 45 Four and a half, I'm going to go under. The Jets-Giants game was an all-time atrocity. Giants had eight yards passing in the game. Let me repeat, eight yards passing. That was unbelievable. Jones is back for New York, but uh, he's been awful when, when he's been in there as well. Seven of New York's eight games, they have scored under 20 points. The same stat goes for the Raiders. The only time the Raiders scored over 20 points was getting a late safety against New England to put them at 21. I'm going under 44 and a half with the Giants Raider game and Dolphins plus nine and a half in Frankfurt, Germany.
5: Yeah, and Obviously, the news with the Raiders today, it's no secret how they've struggled offensively and, and turned the ball over every single game this season to this point as well. Uh, to go back to the the game in Germany, though, I thought it was interesting. mvs you see the comments from him saying that he hates it. He's like, nope, I, I would rather not. I mean, it's great that we have world fans and everything, but being on a plane for 10 hours doesn't sound ideal. And the Chiefs, too, they're going tomorrow, I believe, is when they travel. The Dolphins are already yeah. out there.
3: But look, I, you know what? I, Go I, ahead, I've Harry. I've been to Frankfurt, Germany before. So it's not, you know what? It's not that bad. It really isn't that bad. And I'm sure they're sitting a lot better than I did.
4: Yeah, I'm sure they are. You know, I'm sure they are. I think, you know, that's the one thing people don't always understand that, you know, the travel's tough. But once you get over there, the players are there. And, you know, you get to the practice field. It's pretty much the same routine. Okay, big game back here in the Philadelphia area. You like the Eagles laying the three against Ooh. the. Dallas Cowboys now I don't know what your boss cousin Sal handles with this one but you know you're gonna have to speak up on this one
3: he's not gonna yeah he's definitely not liking that I like uh that I like the Eagles but um look they won this matchup last year in Philly by nine um Philly's combo of Hurts to uh, uh A.J. Brown is really rolling right now right now guys Eagles have scored 30 plus points two games in a row and you know Dallas when they play very good teams just It doesn't seem like they show up or win these games. Uh, I know they've looked very impressive in their wins this year, but their wins are against the Rams, the Chargers, the Patriots, and both New York teams. I'm just not sold on Dallas. Dak has had two nice games in a row, no doubt about it, but I'm just not sold on their overall defense with Diggs out there against his Eagles offense, especially considering, again, Dallas' wins have been against very soft defenses, very soft teams. So I think Philadelphia gets the cover here, and, and you can go ahead and lay the three.
5: Yeah, and you know, last week against the Commanders, too, Washington always plays the Eagles tough, so right. I don't put a ton of stock in, in the results in that matchup this season. This is going to be a marquee game, though, in the division and, of course, um, in the NFC in general as the Eagles are trying to cement themselves as the top team on that side of things. Okay, you gave us the NFL teaser. From what mm-hmm. I understand, you're looking at that college football slate this weekend. You think that's juicy for a teaser, too. What do you got?
3: I got one. Yeah, I got a seven-point teaser. I'm going to go LSU from three up to plus 10 against Alabama, and I'm going to take the Irish, the Fighting Irish, plus four from minus three to plus four against Clemson. First, ex-ASU quarterback Jaden Daniels is the third favorite right now for the Heisman for LSU. He's been fantastic. Too much offense from the Tigers. Brian Kelly beat Alabama last year. Uh, The Tide barely got by A&M, Arkansas, and Tennessee in their last couple of games. I'm going to take LSU up to plus 10, and I'm going to take, like I said, the Irish to plus four. Uh, the reign of Clemson in the ACC, it's over, I think, guys. They are four and four. Dabo squad, is four and four. The Irish beat the Tigers by 21 points last year, and in their last two games, the Irish offense has come alive. They have 106 points the last two games against USC and Pittsburgh. Irish plus four, LSU plus 10.
4: Uh, Harry, if if you could vote for the Heisman, who's your Heisman candidate?
3: You know, uh, on against all odds, before we gave out, uh, before the season started, Mike, I actually went with Michael Penix Jr. uh, at the time for Washington, who's got almost 3,000 yards passing already this season. They were were first overall last year uh, on total offense. This year, they're right up there, too. He's been fantastic. Um, Had four touchdowns, I think, 370 yards last week. Uh, So I I gave out Penix, and I also gave out um, Jordan Travis who uh, I gave out at like 15 to one to start. And I know he's down to like eight to one or plus uh, seven fifty right now. I've seen some places um, he's been fantastic. Florida state undefeated. Uh, he's got like 24 total touchdowns as well. Only two interceptions. He's been great. So right now, I mean, and plus Florida state has a great road here to win I know they got to play at, they still have a game home, home game against Miami. They got to play at Florida, but that schedule still looks pretty easy. So I'd look at Jordan Travis because of that schedule, Michael Penix jr. Again, Washington is—he's the, the favorite right now, but they have a tough schedule along the way. They got USC on the road this week. They still have a couple other tough games in conference. They got to play uh, in Corvallis at uh, Oregon State—not an easy place to win. So right now, I, I'd say Penix is the favorite. Obviously, he's the favorite with the number, but I still do like—I uh, I do like Jordan Travis a bit too. And don't count out Bo Nix either. He's been fantastic. And I wouldn't want to—I wouldn't want the team that I wouldn't want to play right now in college football is Oregon.
5: Yeah. We were discussing that earlier when we talked about the CFP rankings. Harry, awesome stuff as always. Thanks for doing this, buddy.
3: Thanks, guys. Thanks, Take Harry. Let's hey. hit something. See you
5: guys. Yeah, let's hit it. Let's cash some cash some tickets. I don't know why I have a speech impediment today, Michael, but, you know, it is what it is. Follow him at AAO. Harry, check out the Against All Odds pod. We will be right back on the Lombardi line.
3: This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports
4: betting network.
5: With all four major sports in action, there's no better time of year to be a sports better, and we have our sports equinox. Special, so there's no better time to be a VEASAN Pro subscriber as well. Sign up now. You get full access to VEASAN Pro to everything we do through May 1st, only $120. bucks. that has got daily best bets, unlimited access to the betting splits page, plus our exclusive betting content for the World Series tonight college football, the rest of the NFL season, March Madness, NBA and NHL regular seasons, as well as the draft in the NFL coming up this summer. Don't miss out, though. This is a limited-time offer. vcin.com slash subscribe. Speaking of the World Series, Michael, could be over tonight. Tonight. Will you be watching?
4: Yeah, I've been watching. Actually, I was flipping between the... Knicks and the Cavs game and the and the baseball game and when it got to five to nothing I kind of stopped that and then I was watching the Toledo game with the snow back there so it was like it was like a smorgasbord I had Big Daddy running the controls it was kind of (laughs) good
5: yeah one last night Rangers
4: complaining about the Packers the entire time which I enjoyed you know and so it was good
5: I felt so bad, by the way, when they—I was watching um, the Sports Center before the college football playoff rankings announcement, and they showed a live shot of what was going to be the Toledo game and the snow coming <laughs> down. I was like, "Okay, glad I didn't get assigned that game this yeah, weekend." Thank exactly. you very much, ESPN. But um exactly. But yeah, with the, as far as the World Series goes, Michael. The Rangers, the thing that's been most shocking about this whole run, 10-0 and on the road this postseason. They have not lost on the road. This game back in Arizona, a pick game here um, for a critical win or go home game um, when it comes with the Rangers. They can close it out tonight and be the World Series champs. Still a remarkable situation. But if you think that the Diamondbacks can come all the way back and get out of this hole, plus 850, plus 850 for the Diamondbacks to get it done
4: and how do you feel about the and what's the injury situation right like the injury situation are you worried about that at all
5: so I don't have a bet in this game. I kind of feel like the Rangers just feel poised to close it out. But I, I don't like when teams win in the opposing venues. So maybe they have one of those situations where they come home. The The injuries don't impact me, I don't think, from this game. But Adoles Garcia and Max Scherzer both removed from the, the Rangers roster moving forward. They're done for the rest of the World Series. I, I think the Rangers still have enough to be just fine and close this thing out. It just feels like it's their series, no?
4: Right. No, I mean, yeah, you know, the momentum's a hard thing to handicap. And, and when you have it, you can't figure out why you got it, but then you keep it for a while. So, it, you know, I could see that. I mean, look, the, these, the best of seven, the one thing I've learned watching the NBA and is best of fives, the best team doesn't always win. Best of three, the mm. best team doesn't always win. But best of seven? Yeah, the best teams usually win.
5: Yep. Rangers up three games to one, opportunity to close it out. Nathan Navaldi and Zach Gallon on their respective hills, first pitch at eight o'clock Eastern tonight. We'll see if they can close it out. But again, a virtual pick'em game. If you think that the Arizona Diamondbacks can be can make it forty one and seven instead of forty one and six to get out of the three games to one hole, plus eight fifty for them to come back and win the World Series. But um speaking of momentum, Michael, I think that's a good transition to streaks, right? See? Um I'm a wordsmith here. And in the NFL, <laughs> there are a number of streaks as we get set for this upcoming slate of Sunday games. And so we're going streaking. I don't know. Have you ever seen? Okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean.
4: You know, maybe. I've been at games where we've had streakers, you know, and, and <laughs> so I don't know why people do it. I, I guess, you know, you're going to get arrested. Like, you're not escaping. Like, like where are we going, right? Yeah. You know, like, where are we going? Like, you're going to get caught. And you're going to get caught literally with your pants down. <laughs>
5: Well, so that's what I was going to say. But let's, uh, for the sake of this segment, you know, everybody out there listening, I appreciate your interest in the theme that we're going streaking. But close on, for those of you at home listening in the car, you know, let's just keep this one rated G. But let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs, because we were just talking with our guy, Harry Gagnon, about that game coming up in Germany, taking on the Miami Dolphins. They have hit the under... In four straight games. Now, we know the explosiveness that their offense can have. And, of course, the high-octane level of the Miami Dolphins offense. This is the highest total on the board, though, at 50-and-a-half. So, are we going streaking? Could we get another under in Germany?
4: I think we could. I really do. Because I think that that the way the game will go is it lends itself to an under. Because I don't think you're going to make a lot of explosive plays on this chief defense, Right. And I do think that you can run the ball against cover two, against what what Vic Fangio does in terms of his defense. I think Kansas, they're going to ask Kansas City to run the ball. I mean, that's always the case when you're playing Andy Reid. Is he willing to run the football? Will he be willing to take the plays that are given to him there and run the ball? And I think to me, you know, the, when they were really effective against the Jets, which was – the 77th worst game in Patrick Mahomes' career. They actually ran for 204, through for 197. You know, they, they ran the football, but since that game, they haven't really tried to run. They've tried to get their offense back in gear. Now, they did against the Chargers, where they actually look really good. They scored 31 points, but, I mean, last week they didn't even – they couldn't run the ball, turned the ball over five times. They've turned this ball over eight times in the last three weeks. Think about that, Stormy. So – I think there needs to be a little bit of balance, and I think they can't go over there thinking, oh, my gosh, we're just going to throw the ball all over a lot because I think with the, the secondary and this offensive line, remember we said this yesterday, Mahomes has gotten hit way more than he did last year. they got to do a better job protecting him.
5: Let's stick to the under theme here because the Giants have been streaking with a number of under six straight games, seven and one to the under this season. Now, this total is not 50 and a half. It's sitting 37 against the Raiders this week. But we know the Raiders' offensive struggles and what they're dealing with this week, obviously. So could the streak continue for the Giants under 37? Could they make it seven straight?
4: I think this game will go over because I think both teams will throw the ball. I think the Giants will move. Obviously, with Daniel Jones, they'll move the ball. And this Raider defense lends itself to moving the ball. So when you're looking at, you know, 37 is a 20-17 to 17 game. I think this is a 24-20 kind of game. I think the Raiders mm. will score. I think all it takes is one play, right? I do. And I think with the change in the offense, I think they'll probably feel rejuvenated a little bit and try to. Look, they started to run the ball last week. It was effective for them. They just didn't stick to it. They were running the ball. This is the best Josh Jacobs ran the ball all year. So I get the I I I would think the streak ends here.
5: Yeah, it looks like the quarterback matchup could be Aiden O'Connell versus Daniel Jones. Brian Dable gave Jones the, the good-to-go signal at his press conference earlier today. Tyron Taylor's dealing with a rib injury. The New York Jets, we'll keep it in the Big Apple, have covered or pushed now in four straight games. And granted, there have been some miracles mixed in there, most notably that game last weekend against the Giants. Monday night football against the Chargers, getting three at home. Could the cover or at least push streak continue?
4: I think the streak will continue. I can't imagine taking the Chargers and laying three as the Chargers of the road team. Even though it's against Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson's not very good at all, I can't imagine that, right? I mean, I have this game really as like a a two-point game when you break it down, favor the Chargers. I can't see this, right? I mean, I know the Jets are not very good offensively, but they can run the ball. Brees Hall can run the ball. And the Chargers, a little secret here, they have a hard time stopping the run. And so it does set up itself to the Jets and maybe not Wilson throwing the football. I mean, this Charger team, you can run the football on them at times.
5: The Cincinnati Bengals and their quarterback, Joe Burrow, are coming off the best game that they have had all season long, taking on a Bills team that has not covered in four straight now, Michael. Could the streak continue? Cincinnati laying only two at home this weekend.
4: You know, I, I do think that they will, the streak will continue. I, I do think that, you know, that when you look at this game, the Bengals are playing better right now than the Bills are playing. And I know they got Rasul Douglas, but the way Burrow's playing and with the lack of, without Kincaid, they're in a three-receiver set, it's a little bit problematic. I think Buffalo isn't as good defensively without Milano and Daquan Jones. So I do think that they will be able to, keep the streak alive, and I think I think the Bills won't cover in the game. I really don't.
5: How about the Green Bay Packers, who also have not covered in four straight games? They're taking on a Rams team, though, that has questions at quarterback with Matt Stafford. Could it be mm-hmm. Brett Rippon? You also said John Walford. Throw him in there. He's been brought over. Could the Packers go rogue again? I mean, they're laying three and a half, Michael, which just seems
4: unnecessary. I can't see how the Packers are three and a half point favorite against anybody. Can you? No. Like I, I, I couldn't turn that card in. I don't, you know, if I thought Stafford was playing, I'd play this right now. I would play it right now because Raheem Morris will do some things to create problems. Jordan Love hasn't proven he can throw the football effectively all year, right? And the more they want to give it to A.J. Dillon, the better off you are as a defense. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't see how the Packers cover this at three and a half unless we get a Brett Rippin game, unless we get a John Wolford game. So, which it looks like the way this numbers are the way the numbers are it seems like that's the case i mean i i have this is a one point game
5: knowing how matt stafford guts out injuries though like i find that hard to believe that he wouldn't start and am i crazy
4: well because i think i think they think he's going to start or it's going to affect his ability to throw the football those thumb injuries are not they're easy they're tricky
5: Yeah, I mean, and that's why Justin Fields dislocated his thumb. He's been unavailable now going into his third straight week. So I get it, but I just, Matt Stafford's like the toughest of the tough guys. He plays through everything. Oh, I think he'll try. It's whether he
4: can grip the ball and hold on to it. And those tackles, I mean, that's a problem. Those two tackles for the Rams, Haverstein not playing well, Jackson hard.
5: Packers I can't get on board with, but let's look at some other odds next that make you want to say, eh, why not?
3: This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni on Vsin,
4: the sports betting network.
5: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com, Check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way, VSIN is here to make you a more informed, better year round. You can check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. vsin.com, also where you can find our daily pro tips which we do one of these every single show here at the network ours if you search by show you can find pro tips exclusively from the Lombardi line but as we wrap things up here Michael I think that this week especially given all of the quarterback turnover and question marks of who's in and who's out and guys on the move it's okay like this week can be a lesson in taking games off it's okay (laughs) not to have to jump on every single game pre-flop right
4: no, I don't. I think this is one where you should start with, you know, my, what I called my Hall and Oates play. Like I can't go for that one. I like can't I can't go for that, go for that one. Yeah, <laughs> like that's to me. There's a lot of those because the one thing we know for sure is that the unpredictability of the league is just inherent within the betting market, right? And so when you add the, these teams that are like, you know, the Rams opened up as a. Uh, it initially was a one-point favorite against Green Bay, and they moved to now a three-point dog. Are you sure that you're going to get Stafford or no Stafford? You got the unsurement there. You will, will Hopefully we'll learn more when the injury reports come in today. But, yeah, like, I want no parts of of some of these games. I really don't. I, I don't know what to make of Indianapolis and Carolina. You know, I mean, is Indy really good enough to be a two-and-a-half-point favorite against anybody? And Frank Wright's playing against his former team. What's that motivation? You know, Bryce Young actually played better, not great, than he did last week. I mean, this is a hard card. It really is.
5: Yeah, which is why we talked about it earlier when we were breaking down the survivor options this week. You feel for those people because you have to make a pick, and it's tough sledding this week. But also, just to wrap up this pro tip, with what we're talking about here and maybe not getting involved in a game preflop, if you're watching a game closely and you're seeing things that are happening, like live betting opportunities are always there, and it's great to keep an eye on those numbers as well. VSIN Pro Tips, again, available at VSIN.com. Okay, so we talk about this card being difficult. There are, that means, some potential underdogs that could be worth a look. Some of them longer than others and it's no better time to get into it than a why not Wednesday. So we're going to take a look at some things here, Michael, and see if it could make you want to say why not. And I have a feeling for this first one you're going to hit me with an absolutely not again based Mm -hmm. on our survivor conversation earlier, but I'm going to throw it your way anyways. Clayton Toon getting the start this week for the Arizona Cardinals against the Cleveland Browns. Not a lot of tape on this kid yet. Could it make you want to say, why not? Could he provide a pop against the Browns this week? They're an eight-point dog, plus 285 on the money line. Can we give him a chance?
4: I don't. I can't. Ah, I mean, they got to block the front. I knew that's what you were going to say. they got to block the front. They can't block the front. And it's going to be hard for Clay. He's going to see it's man coverage. You think, are you sure it's man? We're not sure it's man. You got him. I got him. Nobody's got him. I think it's a hard game. Going to Cleveland, crowd noise, trying to get into the right play. They can't run boots or nakeds, which is typically what you want to do with a young quarterback. Make it easy for him to read. You play Schwartz. That's why he plays Shanahan so well. You take away the boots and the nakeds. What do we got left? We got nothing. I don't see it, Stormy. Why not? No. You're not getting me on this one.
5: All right, all right. Again, and I, I anticipated that would be the answer. I just – I. I I love giving an opportunity to the young guy, seeing if he could make something mm-hmm. happen. It was so fun to see Tyson Bajant get that win, his rookie uh, debut. Obviously, it fell short the, the following week. We'll see what he does this week. How about... The old Denver Broncos, Michael, they're coming off their biggest win of the year. They finally got that monkey off their back. 16 straight losses to the Chiefs, not us anymore. They're riding high. Could they build upon these back-to-back wins moving forward and potentially make the playoffs? I'm looking at that 8-1 to for the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton is their head coach. Could you say why not?
4: Why not? I'm with you on this one. Why not? I did Bill Simmons' podcast yesterday, and he, had, I said why not to it then. Like, I get it. Look, I don't think it's logical, but they have improved defensively. There's no question about that. They're better. And because they're better defensively and they run the ball, they know exactly who Wilson is. Like, everybody thinks Wilson played good last week. Well, he had three touchdown passes. That's why people just look at the box score and say, well, he was good. No, he turned the ball over. He They're protecting themselves against them. And if they can play half-decent defense, they still play the Raiders again. They have the Chargers. I mean, they have a schedule that they're going to be in some games as long as they don't play to the level that they played against Miami, which I think is behind us.
5: And one of their tougher games that's coming up on the schedule, they have the bye going into it. So extra time to prepare. Plus, it's on Monday night. So even more time to get set for the Buffalo Bills out there in Buffalo. So, yeah, I think there's some potential opportunity. I'm not going to put my money on it, but I can see the why not. But why
4: not? Why not, right?
5: (laughs) I can see the why not. Now you can tell that producer Steph put this one in the rundown and not me, because I you better say no, Michael. But the 49ers at 10 to 1 to (sighs) miss the playoffs. Could it make you say why not? Thank you. Appreciate you.
4: No, look, you know, no chance. They're gonna make the playoffs. Look, they're too good. They have too many good players. They're gonna look, they're having a down streak. They have it every year. Every year we think it. They'll come back. I I mean Purdy will play well. He'll be healthy. And this defense will improve because of all the defensive linemen they have. You're not getting me down this road, Steph. No chance.
5: See, the the three losses in a row, if people want to jump off the bandwagon. You jump off. We're staying put. San Francisco's an odds-on favorite in the division for a reason. And but the way that their schedule shakes out, too, still plenty of opportunity that even on the off chance that they didn't win the division and Seattle somehow was able to hang on and do that, looking at the way that they're going to win games here, I think that It's a no-brainer that San Francisco is a playoff team. It's just a matter of what they do once they get there. Um, The Bears this week taking on the New Orleans Saints. They're a a seven-and-a-half-point dog. We talked about Tyson Bajant. Obviously not the greatest performance last week, but New Orleans, a team that, despite playing really well this past weekend, has looked vulnerable at times. We know how they struggle to move the ball offensively. Could you say why not for Chicago to do something this weekend?
4: I would take the points. if I, I mean, I, this is one of those games that we talked about in our betting tip to start out the block that I don't want to touch. Okay. But if you made me touch it, I would take the Bears to the 7.5. Because I do think the Bears have improved defensively. And I do think that the, the, the Saints are not what we saw there. And, look, I don't love the Bears offensively. Playing in the Dome will be difficult. But – you know, I think it's always a closer game than you think. The Bears will play better. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, I would—if t- you force me to take a game here, I certainly would take this. I would take the Bears, but only—but this would be down the list of what I okay I would want to play.
5: And even then, it's down the list to take the points as far as the money line goes. Can't get there.
4: You know, I can't take the money line. I mean, I—you I, know—when these spreads are like this, I. The hardest thing for me to do in this betting world since I've been doing it is to wrap my head around the upset, right? Mm. Because I think too linear. I think too player to player to player. I don't really take into account the emotion and all that. Going on the road, rookie quarterback, I mean, excuse me, going, you know, going on the road with a with a rookie quarterback in the in the in the Whatever we call it, the Mercedes-Benz Dome now. I get confused, right?
5: That one's the it's I, that one's the Caesar Superdome, right? That's what that's what the Caesars Super.
4: Okay, whatever it is. Okay, we'll keep it <laughs> the Mercedes-Benz Dome. I don't care. We'll drive one of those cars. So like I don't see it. I can't get my heads around it. That's the hard part for me. Like I listen to some guys talk about the bed the motions and all that. I get that. That football's an emotional game. But I usually know like what like I thought the Raiders were really vulnerable going into Chicago. Uh, We talked about it. I said that on the show. I didn't think they had it. And then when they went with Hoyer, I thought that. So there's certain times I can predict an upset, but this isn't one of them.
5: Yeah, and there are some of them that I feel like just come out of nowhere, too, that it's hard to get a read on some of these games. This week's card, we talked about it off the top, just a really, really tough one. Let's hit one more. The Miami Dolphins, Michael, could you say why not for them to have the most wins in the regular season this year? They're among the top right now at 6-2, and two, but that defense has had a fair share of struggles. Could you get their plus 750 to have the most wins?
4: No, I can't because they've yet to proven to beat a good team, and I don't think they're going to win this week. I don't think they're going to win this game this week. Now, I know they went over there early to do all their prep, but I don't think they're going to win this week. I can't go there. I think the Chiefs are still the best team, and I think the Ravens are still the second best team. I think the the Dolphins, you know, have to prove to me that when they play a physical team that they can handle. And this offensive line right now, Stormy, is a mess. They're not healthy at all there.
5: Yeah, that's the thing about Miami that certainly stood out the most is that they beat up on the little guy. They beat all of the teams that they're supposed to beat. But then when you get that tough opponent, it's a different story. And you wonder, especially with that Chiefs defensive front, what they can do. They've, they've had success against a lot of people this season. Michael, great show as always. I, I know that it's a tough day, so appreciate you carrying us through the way that you have. You're awesome.
4: Thank you, Stormy. I appreciate you.
5: That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line. Stay right here on v for the Sharp Money Crew, or if you tuned in to us on DraftKings Network today, you'll have Pablo Torre coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place.